0: Good evening. Nice to see everyone. I was thinking today of um, that scripture in Romans that says, For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. And I was just thinking how in uh, <clears throat> whatever uncertainties there are in our lives, whatever whatever, whatever issues, uh, whatever is being required and asked of us, the one thing we know for sure is that we belong to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're feeling a little hopeless, <clears throat> and um, I kind of didn't know what to say, and I was, you know, d- double-tracking Asking the Lord, you know, what, what do I say? And what came to me was <clears throat> one of the best ways to combat the, the hopelessness and, the, and, the, and the, um, the influence in your mind is to say, I belong to the Lord. I belong to the Lord, and his intention to me is good. <clears throat> anyway, regardless of the of the circumstances, the issues of our lives, we know who we belong to. And his intention toward us is good only. It's like uh, Richard said recently: you don't ask for a, we, we we don't ask for bread and get a stone. His intention is good. It's, it's nice to see everyone tonight, and we can gather for worship.
1: I was saying there's a stone here tonight at the, which is on theme. So I'll, that encourages my soul. I think sometimes, um, I think we're, we are where God wants us tonight. I'll start out with that. Then look around, there's plenty of adversity. We're going through a pretty good bout with, um, you know, sickness and such. Um, and it's, it's soulless to think when the flood tides come in like this that I've done something wrong. You know, and I don't, I think we got to be careful with that. I think God is really, uh, is toughening up this people. He's all about putting bark on us. And isn't it wonderful when you've been through something and you've had some experience and you have a backlog. um, And and then somebody comes along and, and you just, you don't have to push that on them it just by virtue of what you have been through the pain and the suffering in your own family I mean we I don't know of any families here that are exempt I mean um, and I have to say God's doing good work I can't feel sorry for anybody here um, it, it's about God in the, in the method and the mode that he's chosen to raise up sons. But that's really what he's doing. He's, he is. Uh, you, you look how David was. Rough handled. All the things that he faced. Look, look the men of God. And how they got to be. Where they really. Uh, were something substantial. Where they were solid. It, it, they weren't. they were, They did not get off scot free. So. Let's. Stay where we are, let's call upon the mercy of God to find help in time of need. So Lord, touch us tonight, continue your work. Help us, Lord, to uh, to, to be those that would stay. To stay under, in Jesus' name. I'm gonna start on this passage about the stone. This is in Matthew 7. Uh, I have been on this for some time. and actually have been finding myself prophesying this. It's literally like, you gotta watch how you frame your heavenly father, right? Ask and it shall be, this is Matthew seven. Ask and it shall be given you. You're not afraid to ask anymore, are you? Like, anybody had so much disappointment at times, it's like you feel the futility of asking? Take care with that, right? Keep asking tonight. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, shall be opened or what man is there of you he's just taking it a step further what man is there of you whom if his son ask bread will he give him a stone or if he asked a fish will he give him a serpent if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more how much more shall your heavenly father which is in heaven and that's an important point he has a different perspective from where he sits how much more shall your heavenly father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask I love that I I don't know what and how you define good things. I just know it's good. We, we, we are serving a father who is involved. He's not absent. We don't have to wake up wondering, is he gonna come home tonight, right? He is very engaged with his children and he's taken on the responsibility of caring for his children, for his sons. He's attentive to the cry of his children. Now, that should smite some of us, because some of us at times are probably on our devices, maybe. All of us, myself included at times. Someone's trying to talk to me, someone asked a question. Yeah. Ask my wife, she'll tell you. And I need help, obviously. But when he's referencing his care for us, you see that, by the way, a natural father, and I'll say as well, mother cares for their sons. He is wanting to make it very personal, right? Which which of you, parents tonight, would ever knowingly do something harmful to your child. I mean, I'm, I have been pushed looking back <laughs> at times to say things and to, it's like you want to try to recover. And those opportunities, I don't have young children anymore, but I still get the opportunity to make good on some of that, still. Nobody would do that. I was thinking about just last week and I saw a headline where a, a, um, a, a former, it was a, a ma- the daughter of a former major league baseball player abandoned her child and left her in the woods and they recovered the child. It's like, how, how what happens there? It's like, and I found myself like, I don't, I don't even want to pass judgment on anybody. I'm thankful they recovered the child. Mm-hmm. Something was at work there. Is that just as just unnatural? You come, you, when, you know. You think of the the uh, the love and the outpouring that 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 little baby there in the hospital is getting tonight from mom and dad, right? I mean, it just it's just in a parent, right? But when I read that, um, uh, it made me think how much I am appreciative of the training and the nurturing and the care that goes into our children here. And from the cover, just on the job, in school, at home at night, uh, training in kitchen, there, there's a lot that goes in to give them the best. But that doesn't mean, because you care for your child, that you give your child everything they want right you know that you can't it means you give them what you deem most important from your perspective that's why god is in heaven where he sits in heaven he has a different perspective and i think we understand there are demands that a child and i guess i'm liking it the same way we would with god Children can make demands on parents that, that, that it is not, it, from a parent's perspective, it is not in the best interest to give that at this time. Or maybe never. I mean, you just know, and, and if, if we're good parents, we, we hold the line. We hold the line. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about this um, Christmas Day. Because Christmas we had Christmas now, I know I suppose some children receive some things, but I happened to I happened to uh, call my mom on Christmas day last week, and i I was just the, I just felt the tower of this because I just said, you know I, I I was thinking of some of the stuff that I asked for, and I remember um, I knew where probably Ron did too, where my, my mom put Christmas presents in, in this huge drawer. And I can remember, like weeks in advance, leading up to Christmas, I would sneak over there and look in there and it's like, oh, it's not there yet, and how disappointed I would be, or how happy I would be based on whether I saw it or not. Right? Um, so, I, I, growing up, I, I have to say I'm very thankful now that I was not given everything that I thought I had to have. Some of it, my parents had absolutely no choice. And right now, we're facing, as parents, we probably have the wherewithal to, to give most anything that our child, within reason. We did not 20 years ago or 30 years ago. So you have to be careful. It's because it's in your power. You still have to step back and give them what is, be- is needed, what is in the best interest of that child. And that's what I told my mom, I said, yeah, yeah you know, I know you could not give everything that I know I wanted, but I guarantee you I, got, I got what I needed. And I'm, I'm grateful, I'm grateful for that. And I think this important point here, maybe I'll say this, and maybe if you don't catch anything else get this, that's important to roll with the punches and to take what we do get from God and be okay with what you and I get from God. I don't mean where we're indifferent, but we have to keep knocking. I'm asking. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to try to keep knocking. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to try to adjust my perspective or my sights so that, to make sure that I'm not looking for it to come in a, a certain package. You know, we go out here, we just, we know where all those packages. What happens if Amazon dropped your package off at the wood shop sometime? You just, it may be happy to look for what you want in a different way or a different place sometimes. May not come in the direct form that you're used to or that you would like to have it come. That's the God that we serve. He thinks outside of the box. And he wants to see, so if we will keep knocking, we will keep asking regardless of, of, of what we see or the lack thereof, right? The good things that we get from God come from a heavenly Father from above. The good things that he gives are sourced from above. And that's the difference. They're not sourced from beneath where we live. The good that comes down from a heavenly father is sourced from above. And that means he gives his children what we need, not always what we want. And that's why I said it's been, it's been my motto lately. Like I'm okay with this. Because I find how easily... How easily when I'm, I have my sights set on something being this way or delivered that way. And then when that doesn't happen, I'm tripped up or I pitch a little fit. I know there's no pouting here anymore. There could be. It, it lurks a little bit. But it's deadly when you pout with God because you haven't gotten what you want or, or the way you think you should or when it should come, right? I think, I think if we really zoom out and take a look at how we are doing as a people, I, I feel encouraged that, that, that we are doing okay with things uh, more so than we used to. When we're not getting our way, we're, we're, we're learning to be okay with that, are you? When things are upset, when when somebody says something, I think as a people, we, we're we're learning to withstand more blows than what we ever thought we could, and not retaliate. I mean, uh, my point is that we're learning to be okay with what God gives. You think about it. Think about where you're maybe where you're not okay tonight. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you you feel like you got something you didn't deserve. You have to reconcile that with your maker. Because he is giving us good things that come from above. I think we're doing better with insults at times. I say at times, not across the board. Disappointments. Hardships. Says it says that some of us probably are even learning how to suffer the plundering of our goods. Right? That's, that's, different. that's a different level. The plundering of our goods. Knowing that we have a better and enduring possession for ourselves in heaven. Are you okay with what God's giving? Remember Job's response to his wife? about the third chapter, right? You speak as a foolish woman speaks, he told her. Should we accept from God only good and not adversity? In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. What are you willing to accept from God? Think about it. My point in all this is as our relationship grows and I, and I believe it is. I believe this people is putting roots down. I, I believe more than ever with the, I think uh, you mentioned about the stream of the word and I, I do believe the like, Spirit of the Lord has just ratcheted things up with this whole theme in recent times about that it really is happening on the inside. We touched on that this morning in the discussion about the bridge. I mean, it would change a lot. But we know, we know the real threat is not from the locals. It's, it's from within folks, right? That's something that God has shown us. Like that can't be taken away. It's not, it's not the external. It's not changing something up. It, the real work that, that's happening here, this is the word that's come, it's, it's on the inside. I've got to come under. I've got to step up each and every day, not just tag along, because I live over here, or because I come across whatever. I've got to make the daily offering myself, right? So I really believe that the level of the word has come up here. And, and because of that, because of our relationship with God has grown, and we're putting roots down, so, so is our trust. Right? And I think that's, that's central. There's not any real measurably spiritual growth on our part without trust. And I think the, the bottom of everything we go through, the end of it all, Like the the point, the purpose. What is the point in all this? Is God, is there wanting to know, am I? I'm saying most kind of across the board. The purpose and the point of most everything he takes his children through is to see if we will continue to trust him. I'm I'm trusting you, God. I'm trusting you. I'm letting you know I'm okay with what you've given me, you know, and I'm going to stay the course. I'm letting you know that, God. I'm trusting you. Trusting that you're out for my good. Trusting you, God, that once again, if I ask for bread, it's an awful thing to feel like every time somebody else asks for something, they asked for bread, they get bread. How come every time, every time I ask for bread, I get a stone? I mean it's a it's an awful thing to labor under. I mean you can get turned turned around in that way just because of the you know, we the close proximity at times. You can be left feeling the one that's holding the serpent. You just wanted fish and you end up you know, it's time we come out from under that influence, if we are there. If we are so into something better, that we have the confidence and we have the trust. Not because, not because of us, but because of God. The perspective and the reference point is Him. He's the one that gives good things from above, right? You know, there's no one here I don't think anyone here can say they don't trust. Really, the issue is in whom do you trust? What do you fall back to when push comes to shove? When you're kind of weighing out whether you're, I'm okay with this or I'm not. And when you're not okay with it, you want to let somebody know I'm not okay. I just want you to know I'm not okay. with. Sometimes you just need to, Just be quiet and trust, okay? I'm not okay with it. God, you know I'm not okay with it. But I'm going to stay. I'm going to hold here, right? So it's not a matter of trust. It's really a matter of in whom are we trusting. And I thought of this in 2 Kings 18, right? Um, Hezekiah says he trusted in the Lord, God of Israel, So that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. For he claimed to the Lord and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him, and he prospered whithersoever he went forth. And he rebelled against the king of Syria and served him not. Jump down to look at this couple verses down. It says in Raphchaka said unto them, speaking now to Hezekiah, thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria. What confidence. And I think the enemy comes accusing at times, trying to just take away our confidence, take away our trust. You know, diminish it mock sowing futility what confidence is this wherein thou trustest thou saith but they are but vain words I have counsel and strength for war now on whom dost thou trust that thou re- rebellest against me right On whom are we trusting tonight? You think about that. How many of us are still trusting in the resources generated from our own soul rather than what comes down from above? What makes sense to us, our mind, our will, um, our emotion? How many are trusting in the uncertainty a lot of questions I'm asking on the uncertainty of riches how many are trusting in the stock market some trusted in Bitcoin and that kind of look didn't turn out so well some of us are trusting in a bridge heard all about the bridge and the benefits of a bridge all day actually hey it could be Think about really where, where you and I are putting our trust. Charge them that they that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. My point is it's is easy to shift your trust a little bit. I'm kidding about the bridge. You guys were looking at me The guys I work with were selling some good good things about the benefits of the bridge. But they, you know, it's like could be something to look forward to. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. I like that line. almost could quit. That we are to trust not in the uncertainty of riches, but in the living God who giveth us all things to enjoy. Does the God you serve, is he a taker only? Does he just take away? Does he just withhold? Does he really at times appear to give a stone when you're just wanting bread? Is he a hard man? You don't think about that. You have a lot to think about. And this is a scary thought. If I don't see my God as one who gives all things to enjoy, most likely, in all probability, I will shift my trust to, to the one that, that promises it. Think about it. If I don't frame my Heavenly Father as one who really giveth all things to enjoy, because there's a lot of, what I'm getting at, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, competition for your trust. And, they, and they're offering... They give the same line that God gives. They're going, to, they're going to take care of you. They're going to look out for you. If you just look their way. Why do you want to have your confidence and your trust in, in this God? What has he done? And, 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 and if you're not careful, we can shift our trust. If we don't frame our Heavenly Father as one who really does give us all good things. He is the one. That's why I say that I've been rehearsing it. If I ask for bread, He is not going to give me a stone. I know there are many of you who are asking, desperately asking for things. And not, not just selfish things. They're not just things that would make your life convenient. All week, Well at least the last couple of days, I just I have been very heavily burdened. I can't lie, I said I'm not certain why. It just burdened in my spirit. And just just have been praying a lot. Like I don't I don't not saying that to take attention to me. But I'm saying it because I know there are weighty matters that we really are asking our Heavenly Father about. And we desperately need him to move. And he's moving. He is not. no good thing will he withhold from those that walk uprightly. But I say with that, there's a lot of, and I, this has been very close to home lately uh, in recent weeks. There, there are a lot of voices out there vying for your trust, vying for my trust. And they want you and I to give them an opportunity whereby they can prove they're trustworthy. They can be taken at their word. And for me, right, same lines as God. In fact, even more powerful and more convincing. Because I recently got scammed. Anybody, don't raise your hand if you've gotten scammed. You would have asked me about this a month ago, I couldn't even talk about it. I was so under, like, so, uh, so, I felt so violated to be taken in by a scammer. How can I get there? Like, do I think I'm above it? Evidently I'm not i got a lot to tell you about scamming if you want to listen sometime. I'm not going to broadcast it here. My point is this. They can be very convincing. Oh, I feel sorry for those souls, the way they pray on... I thought they just prayed on seniors. (laughs) I I guess they qualify. Oh, my word. Um, I just was somehow I got blindsided. This person was—I was looking to buy something, you know. They say if, if it's too good to be true, then it probably is, you know. But I had—I had one thing after another after another. It's like the spirits knew that I could be vulnerable. And they just all piled on in a matter of weeks. I'm not kidding you. I'd like you to listen and think about what you've been listening to. And what voice carries the most weight? What's, what's vying for your attention to the point where you would, shi- you would shift your trust I mean, I'm in in an intimate relationship with my heavenly father. And yet, I'm listening to some other voice vying for my trust. Very convincing that it's out for my good. Right? So I got, I got scammed making it a purchase. And I have to say, all things work together because I got my money back. Thank, thank the Lord for a credit card watch, you know. But I was so anxious to get it resolved that I, to get that, my money back that I got scammed again trying to get my money back. I thought I would never tell this. Please don't share this. I'm very embarrassed about it. I'm not kidding you. There are some things that that we do, that we create, that we would like to undo very quickly and sweep it back under the rug. And yet, some things, they just have to play out. God just lets them sit a while. You can't... You can't fix it. You know what I mean? So then I go down. That was before I went to Pennsylvania. I get down there and I'm, selling, I'm trying to sell a spray gun. And the first night I get there, I get this, this thing on, on the marketplace. marketplace is just swimming with scams. And this person wants to buy my gun. And they want our spray and they want to, they want to, and I, I, started, like they wanted to pay for it right away, like they insisted on paying. I and I, you know, watch people that want to pay for something right away. They insist on paying because they, they get you to pay them, and then they, they have their ways of, of getting, stealing your, uh, your information. But I looked up this person's profile, and you know they were from North Pole. And it had the sweetest picture, of this older lady and her husband. Like honestly, I, honest, I just like I, I I maybe even showed my wife, look at this 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 lady wants to buy my spray guns. But then then the next day I waited, and then they wanted you know they wanted me they couldn't couldn't do it with PayPal. They wanted me to send the money, um, set up an account. What's another payment method? Zelle yeah anyway then they wanted me to do this and one thing just one thing after another whoa finally I happened to call my bank and, and I told them about the, oh, it exactly the way they scammed me and then I find out I'm talking to my brother and he got scammed credit card I didn't tell him I got scammed I didn't say he probably listening. So to Joe <sighs> How is it that I would come to trust a smooth talker on the other end of a phone line when I'm involved with a father that's been nurturing and caring for me all these years? Doesn't take much, folks. I think, I think our trust, it can be breached if we're not careful, where we shift it just a little bit, right? And I think our trust is tested at times because of the way God answers our prayer. and answers the way we ask. And our, our trust is tested by the length of time that it takes for him to to get around to responding, I just remember there were times I asking my dad to do something and he just he wouldn't give me an answer, and that's like, oh, that's a green light to keep pesting more. When he did, at least he didn't say no, and there were times I remember like I didn't think he was gonna be okay with it and he sure enough a day or two would go by and and he was. And we don't we 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 don't know how our heavenly father is gonna answer. We just know that he is folks, right? That's the that's the the promise we have. And I'll kind of wrap this up with this point about how he answers. And I'm not here to explain the delay at times. I'm not here to explain why he just, why can't he just give me a straight answer? I mean, I'm just, it's not complex, Lord. It's not rocket science. I'm just, i just like to see this. It seems like a, a good thing to have in my life or my family or my situation. doesn't seem like it's overly selfish on my part. Why not? Why can't you just, right? This is is our, our brother in open windows. He says, We are very often found asking that certain things shall be done for us by the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Spirit will never do. He has to lead us into experience. It is the only way in which He can answer our prayers. Many prayers are answered Through experience. You ask the Lord to help you do something. And he takes you through experience. And you arrive at the answer in that way. You had not met that. Of course, you wanted the Lord to do something there, the thing, then and there as a gift, as an act. But that would have been merely objective. Something given. Whereas he wants to make it part of yourself. Interesting way of looking at it. He wants what he gives you not just to be something you receive from him. He just wants it to become you, to be a part of you. And so he answers prayer by some experience. Steadfastness worketh experience. And if there is no experience, what is the good of anybody or anything? So it seems to me the goal in, in this conclusion is not merely for God to give us something to dole out gifts, to dispense like Santa Claus answering. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas, when we were at Service Master, did we tell this story one time? We were at the, we used to clean the Santa Claus house. Steve Faust was there and, some, and about Christmas time the phone would, would ring. So Steve Faust picked up the phone and there's some child in the end of the line asking, I can see if Steve saying, yes, yeah, so we'll do that, I'll do that. All these things. Little boy had a disappointment that day. But that's sometimes how we think God should operate. And, and how he answers is frequently in this fashion and form. He leads you and I by way of experience, Right. Not just doling out gifts but it so that it really becomes a part of me. Uh, I, I'm looking for an answer and God takes me through something where, whereby I become the answer that's a far more value than just receiving something from God where you become it it's imparted to you and that's, that's life giving to others when he takes us through something. I think he's wanting he's wanting us to stay the course so that it really does build some experience. You know if you and I will stay with God and keep trusting and keep not not being afraid to stay with him not shifting our trust when it looks bleak go to something, it might be a little bit more gratifying. No, I'm staying with this Lord. And that's when our trust really grows. How, how many of you really have not still had enough positive experience with God in, in the area of trust where you, where you can, it, it's, it's, it's enough. What you've been through And the experience, what you and I have tasted of already is enough to keep me on course now when things don't look good, when things look impossible, when things seem further away. No, I know, I recall God did this, God did that. He met me here, He moved in this fashion. Therefore, I can trust Him and I can stay the course, right? You can talk about trust all day. But until you and I experience it and go the full distance with God and allow him to really give us, then we don't have it, folks. So with that, I'd only say this. Tomorrow morning, Tonight when you go home and your head hits the pillow, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to keep bringing your request to God. Tomorrow morning you get awake and what's, what do we frequently, or in the middle of the night, which is worse. How, how easy in the middle of the night to get, to wake up and it's like the hordes are right there. Let's stay the course. Let's keep asking. Let's keep trusting. We have the promise that we serve a good Father. And He's not withholding good from us, folks. If we ask for bread, He is not going to give us a stone. Not because of us. Because of Him. If we ask for fish, He's not going to give us a sermon. praise the Lord. Keep asking, Lord help us. Anybody want to add anything here or correct anything?
0: It's just a brief confirmation I was reading this morning, the story of the prodigal son. And you know, the the older brother was pretty um, bothered (coughs) about the attention given to the younger brother. And what the father says to him is, son, thou art ever with me. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if that son really knew the father, that would be enough. Thou art ever with me. Um, but on top of that, all that I have is fine.
2: Now I really got to throw this in. <clears throat> Second song during <clears throat> before the service, I was just thinking about how unaware we can be of how blessed we are. You know, you you come expecting a little and, and you find a lot, right? If you're if you're in a selfish mode, you can miss the great blessing that surrounds you. And what came to me, all through service, all that I have is thine. I wrote it in my notes when I sat down that we can find ourselves in the place of the older brother and not even realize it, but the Lord's looking for people that are aware that all that I have is thine. That's a lot to consider. And I was reading here in, in Ezekiel we're talking about being raised up from wanting things or wanting fixes to receiving of him, right? That's the point. It says, I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and bring you to your own land. And I will sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols. And I will cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And uh, I mean, of all the things that we desire, there's nothing. uh, God is after giving us a new heart. I mean, that can only come from him. But if there's one thing I could desire be to be given a new heart, there's no way to... To create a new heart within yourself, but boy, we have a Father that is at work to give us a new heart and give us a new spirit. Uh, that's a great blessing to have.
1: We sing that to you know you. And we'll close with that to you know you Can you. Read?